There's no pop filter on this one. It's a little nope. scary. No, I've actually uh, never used that this mic. This is a bootleg like, mic. Yeah, that's right. like uh, that's been like my house since for a hot minute. Forever. That's fine, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jamie, I got you. So yes. We have no itinerary. Nothing. We do. Well, like we we be thoughtfully bantering it up. Can we start it off? <laughs> yeah, go. Okay. Yo, what's going on, guys? Salam. You already know what it is. It's a thoughtful banter podcast. I'm your host, Matthew, with my co-host, Hussein. Yes, sir. Here with our very special guest, uh, Khalid, right here. He is actually me and Hussein's childhood friend uh, from way, way, way back. This is kind of random. We just kind of decided to pull up to Pittsburgh because he's been, you've been how long in Pittsburgh? About three years now. Three years. And this is your last year. You're going to be here. Um, and we never even drove drove down to visit you. We're happy to be in your city. We ate some pizza, which was I. No disrespect to nah, Pittsburgh nah, nah. in total, but it was mid. it was kind of mid. So yeah, <laughs> it's just how it goes. The the pizza was mid, but we had a we had a good day. It had like a super Italian name, so I thought it was gonna be good. I'm saying, I'm saying, oh, and it had like good, like it was recommended to me um, by many people. Yeah, yeah. I talked to those people. Bro. Fake friends, that, man. There's snakes in the grass. <laughs> maybe just today. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just like a today thing. The workers today were just like not on it. Who knows? Yeah. But before we start this podcast, as always, a very special thank you to the wonderful patrons. Um, I'm going to try to name you guys off the dome because y'all are paying us. So let me, let me show my love. Uh, we got T-Jam. We got Justin. We got Ali. We got Muhammad. And we have Jordan. There you go. I remembered it. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for our wonderful patrons. This episode is sponsored by patreon.com forward slash thoughtful banter. The best way to support episode the podcast sponsored? by us. Okay. Sponsored by Thoughtful Banter Podcast. Sponsored by the patrons there. And don't worry, the best way to support the podcast for free is to just like, comment, subscribe, and share this with a friend who you think will enjoy the listen. All right. What's next, gentlemen? Bro, I, I did the intro. You gotta like, you gotta be thinking the whole time. What's the transition? Facebook. Uh, I got another. We're gonna do the Facebook. Okay. Okay, so Hussein's got a theory about uh, the Facebook situation. So funny enough, actually, you know that I quit social media. Yes, sir. Uh, October. Um, I'm completely addicted hold on, to Instagram. Hold on, hold on. Maybe Mahdi. So there's a secret conspiracy going on that Mahdi is actually the king of Instagram. <laughs> Because the day after he leaves, the platform <laughs> shut down. Shuts down. Yeah. Shut down. <laughs> Maybe we need him back to reign over that platform. Who knows? I had people in my DMs actually on Telegram. Uh, my, my boy Reza hit me up and he was like, yo, we need you back, King. Facebook, yeah, I mean, Facebook is down. I was Mark like, Zuckerberg hit your line. He was like, yo, <laughs> for come anyone, back, bro. It's, it's failing without you. For anyone who's not, like, I know some people just didn't know what happened or, like, didn't know until they looked on the news. Like, my mom, yeah. for example, she yeah, was like, yeah. I didn't even know Facebook and Instagram or yeah. WhatsApp was down. I know, you know, um, I'd be addicted to my phone. So I was trying to refresh it, refresh it. Nothing was coming up. I was like, yeah turn off the wi-fi but <laughs> yeah yeah I was, I was i was hearing people in the group chat be like anyone a wi-fi acting up i, no, can't, I so, can't check my real so i'm really like i'm more of a twitter guy than i am yeah. a uh, instagram guy for real and so i was on twitter that day and i hadn't checked my instagram once and so i didn't even know it, it stopped working until people on twitter started talking like i saw memes about like twitter vibe and well instagram whatsapp and facebook <laughs> were all down and so i had no idea that it was even happening anyways then i finally like started researching into what was going on and uh one of the things that i saw was that 60 minutes uh interview with yeah. the whistleblower from facebook 
And so here's my theory. Call me crackpot. Call me whatever. So this is your conspiracy theory. This is Saint, my conspiracy. This is theory. the first thoughtful You've been banter. Too much time around Matthew. Now you got conspiracy. This <laughs> is the first thoughtful banter conspiracy theory. Anyways, let's hear, Let's hear it. Let's hear it. The drum roll. Drum roll, please. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Anyways. Okay. Um, so the, the day after, a couple hours, like maybe t- 10, 12 hours after that video comes out, Facebook is down. Now you're telling me that Facebook, like Hollow was mentioning earlier, he was like, they handle so much data and like, <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. like throughout the day, they handle all the, all this data, all this volume. And you're telling me that all of a sudden mm-hmm. they got, Someone was so like I guess experienced and advanced in their hacking that they were able to just shut everything down. I mean, some just not adding up. That's, Absolutely that's not. They were Mark Zuckerberg was doing some cl- big cleanup. He he shut that joint down, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, Clean I know I'm going to lose all this servers. money right now, but I'm saving myself from losing mo- way more money on the back end because, of course, everyone knows that they're also in uh in court. Um, basically. The courts are trying to determine whether or not they're a monopoly. Um, and so they want... I can determine it right now. I'm saying, like, isn't it so crazy? <laughs> I think, like, Google has, like, 98% of all, like, searches. It, like, is done through Google. And then they own, what, YouTube and then Facebook owns, like, the rest of the uh, social media platforms. Internet, like, yeah. Yeah. These two are, like, giants. And, like, you know, we don't really, like, see it all the time, but... They stay in court talking to Congress about, about X, Y, Z. Whether they're monopolies or not, basically. <laughs> Did you guys see that uh, That uh, one senator asked, he was like, will you please like commit to stopping Finsta, which is like the like fake Instagram? <laughs> and he was like, you, know, you're like, you guys offer the service like Finsta, and it's like pretty harmful. And this woman is like, what, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like, Finsta is not like a service. But who knows? I mean, that can spiral. Boomer alert. A whole other thing about how miseducated some of our Congress members no, are. No, I, I did not but, see that. No, no, there are some, funny. I remember like there is, there's the highlight reel of like questions that congressmen were asking um, like Mark, um, like like things things like, um, so when people like your photo, can you see that? <laughs> it's like, Congressman, I, I don't know exactly what you mean by that question, but Mark Zuckerberg gives me big, lizard energy i was just about to say like (laughs) he gives me big lizard all those hearings they just look like something out of like the twilight zone yeah it's just so like disconnected from reality you got mark zuckerberg worth you know hundreds of billions of dollars sitting there looking like a whale like he like he doesn't know what's going on you got Mm -hmm. these you got these members who you know they don't know what they're asking and it's i i would not be surprised if like we found out that mark zuckerberg was on the spectrum because he just does not have normal like social interactions like and, and it looks like it's physically difficult for him to pick up on like social cues like it looks like he's like sitting there literally processing everything well i think that part of that could be i guess like well okay i guess this could still be like on the spectrum but like so many of these people take uh like musk for uh like okay he's like a very like kind of out there guy pretty oddball right yeah but especially when you go in front of the senate like mark zuckerberg is being like coached on you know how to act how to you know uh-huh. how to react no but to i'm these talking questions. about he- but he doesn't like maybe his coaching is off or maybe you know he's just kind of a weird guy but he's it, it you're like you're right it looks so forced and it looks so forced but even funny. outside of even outside of like those hearings like when he's just 
with people like around people he just looks awkward like compare him to someone like uh like jeff bezos jeff bezos has like a thousand times more charisma <laughs> like, and he got that lazy eye too that lazy like, eye be kicking on jeff bezos. like one thousand times say. more charisma than uh mark zuckerberg i mean i don't know that's just this, again this is another theory of hussein but <laughs> all these guys like, i, I don't, I, I don't even think that you there. said your like thesis of your uh of your theory yeah, did you finish it? Did basically, you? it was just like he no. Shut I down. said, I said he should. Have, I mean, basically, my, oh, my yeah, theory yeah, yeah. is that and he like shut it down. It. Yeah, and he's basically saving him, trying to save himself from losing way more money on the back end. Um, because yeah, they lost a lot of money when when everything was down. Obviously, I don't feel like you can have as much money and power as these guys and be normal. Like Mark Zuckerberg is like a dude trying to pretend like a dude. Elon Musk is just like he he owns his awkwardness more but like elon, dude, no elon is a weirdo too but he's a weirdo yeah. like but he knows it and loves it too yeah like and jeff bezos is like so he out of all of them is most confident which makes me think he's just confident a psychopath yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like the other two are just like really really techie guys nerds who, nerds bro and, and jeff bezos low, is like, like has billionaire energy eat the rich and like you know Screw Jeff Bezos, but he's like that, like low key, like he's he's really taken over the world, and like you just see him on these like Amazon launching in like India, and he's in there like driving a cart, and it's just like kind of so played out. But this dude really built like the most efficient marketplace, like just he's like Luther. Just think, like I can get on my laptop right now, yeah, and order basically anything. And it'll be here by tomorrow if I order in the next twenty minutes. And it's so cheap like because some dude, rich. some dude Eat is being paid like it just blows my Jack mind. for doing it. Elon, has no insurance. Elon Bezos and, and Musk can all get it. You know, <laughs> well, he get it, bro. Eat Calm down. I'm not, I'm not part of that. <laughs> just disclaimer. Eat him up. What about OG? <laughs> what about the OG Bill Gates though? <laughs> he can get it too. What about who? Bill Gates. Dude, Bill Gates gives me. Like Bill Gates is the combination of Mark and uh, Elon. I don't like Bill Gates. Bill Gates looked like he has get out parties at his estate. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Have you seen yeah. like whenever he gets questions about Epstein, he's always like, "Well, you know, he always takes away from me." starts like stuttering over his words. Speaking of that, he um right when his wife left him, there's an anonymous source. Talking to all these news agencies, revealing his actual relationship with Epstein. Interesting. His wife snitched. I did. That's that my theory. Too. Yeah. So yeah. his wife, like his wife, was like, "Yo, yo, I, I can't, I can't why be with they, this." Why did they divorce? It was that the reason, or I don't know. I didn't look I into know. it. I, you know, rich well, look, I, I just see, saw that. I know Bezos. What Bezos cheated, right? Yeah. Man, I bet. Bill but who's not cheating with? Probably. Much, yeah. Probably. I, I actually, now that you mentioned, I think that's what it was. He was like, he had some kind of like. It was like a secretarial relationship, like it always is. Of course, I, it I was. think I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. What's up I with could be wrong about power that, and cheating and like, like why? Like, you will find more men who cheat with that kind of power than men who don't. Because uh, I mean, I honestly, you can't, you can't. Don't, don't say something like I know you're gonna say back, but how, how can you study this? You don't. No, know no, that's not what I was okay, gonna okay, say. Okay. I was gonna say like I feel that's like true, bro. That's that's super obvious because. They have a lot of power. Yeah, and they agree. have like they they attract a lot of women. But why? But why? But why che- when you have more power, why cheat? 
So, I mean, I guess that there's the argument that you have more to lose, but yeah. at the same time... Like, what does he have to lose? His reputation? He's still making money. I mean, his wife, his like, wa- I mean, I you, she's married to him. She's taking like half, right? I don't... I mean, maybe... Give or take. Jeff Bezos' like, wife did hit the smoothest come up. She went to like richest yeah. woman in the world after... Yeah. After... Just leaving him. Dick went to paper. But, um... <laughs> who knows? But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, it's like a power thing. And but do you think... I guess they've like accomplished so bro, much. He, but, but here's my question. Here's my question, right? So, like, don't you think that not? people cheat because they're insecure? Hold on, hold on. Bezos got the money that he lost in that divorce with his wife. He made all that up the next day. Like, yeah. they're not losing. He's not losing. Not, I mean, they're losing money. They're not losing that much money. But, but that don't you think that to themselves? Yeah. For themselves? Yeah, yeah. But don't you feel like people cheat out of insecurity? No. No? No. No, because I was watching like this. Vi- I was watching like this Jubilee video, like why people cheat, and I think it was. I, I'm sorry, I started my sense my sentence with I was watching a Jubilee video. Jubilee is hard sometimes, anyways. But they're like, uh, like why people cheat, and I. My conclusion from the video was like people cheat lots of times because of insecurity. You know, like you're feeling avoiding yourself or in a relationship, and you just you know what I'm gonna go do this thing because it makes me feel powerful. Is that insu- like maybe, is that insecurity? I mean, I think I think for though? I think for a lot of people maybe. But I also think that, especially for men, it's like it can, it's literally just extreme, like not being able to regulate their their feelings of desire and their feelings of lust. I also think that at like yeah. at that level, when these guys have, you know, quote unquote, knocked down every wall that they you know wanted to and like gone places that like, like no one else has, right? <laughs> and then just because they're <laughs> just because they're married now, before. like they can't have their like you know. Hot secretary, like, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, they have the power, they have the money, they've done all this, and they're not trying to, you know, be held back. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, if you're, if you get everything, like, if you've gotten basically achieved everything you wanted, yeah, it's like now that now you have to have that. Like, why? Cause, cause, like, why mind, not? Because I guess like the mindset for them to even get there was like whatever is an whatever is an obstacle, achieve it. Yeah, you probably see like a woman as obstacles. Like, oh, I'm gonna achieve this. Or like goals, or like goals. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some people like legitimately have those kind of ideas. Yeah, uh, rappers, all rappers have that idea. <laughs> I don't know about all rappers. No, but anyways. All ra- not Kendrick, Matthew with the gross generalization. That's like number three. That's like his, that's like his thing on this <laughs> gross generalizations. And he's always right, like, okay, Matthew. In life, maybe some. No, no, like you know, see what's really funny about rappers. I feel like a lot of these guys are like really, really insecure because like even like 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 Tory Lanez for example. By the way, Tory Lanez is so gifted; he's amazing, but he's so held back because he needs like a spiritual realization, like Kendrick. Anyway, always talks about this. He's he like, if only Tory had God, bro. He do a dog. If Tory had God, he'd be like, I don't even know what his potential would be. But bear with me, right? He's always talking about woman in his music. Like he gets some kind of satisfaction and confidence from from this thing, but then he'd be like. I don't need woman. And it's like, you can't talk about like, yeah, I did this, but not act like it serves your ego. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like it obviously at some point does serve your ego. And I feel like a lot of rappers get messed up because in reality, these rappers were like really creative, probably funky, like goofy dudes in high school. They weren't the athlete. They're the creative kid with the headphones on and no girls would give them time of day. They had no game. They only got attention from woman once they got money. Mm-hmm. And they're really insecure because they only believe that with this money, without this money, I ain't Jack. I don't have game. And that's why they, they're in like the cycle of like, I got all of these condoms around me. Like that's every Tory song, every single Tory song. I mean, I guess I agree to a certain extent, but 
talking about like the weird kid in high school like i think lil yachty's like the best example of that yeah and like when it comes to like their lyrics well i guess yachty doesn't really have that like content isn't based so much around you know it's not the same as like tory lanes but i think it's more of like just a cultural thing and like a status right i was just about to say it's like it's not really about you know no one's going and like fact checking and like oh you know did he have all these people around him at Mm -hmm. this time like you know it's a it's just like kind of the content that sells b it could be you know what they've built their music like up around like like let's be real like toy lanes makes like club music like you know that's that's like just kind of what the general content is yeah that's kind of what people are looking exactly and like especially when you're maybe what six seven years into your you know discography now you might be trapped and like he needs to make god music he mm-hmm. needs to make God music. Not everyone can do a Kanye, but also like kind of piggybacking off of uh, <clears throat> Khalid. Did we call him Haggy in the beginning? I don't know. Anyways, uh, are you cool to call you by? <laughs> They're synonyms, man. It's the same thing. Is it yeah. piggybacking <laughs> off of Haggy? Um, that's Khalid's nickname, y'all. Yes, that's Khalid's nickname for anyone who wasn't aware. <laughs> um, I think also, yeah, it's like a, it's, it is a, like a status thing, especially when you have like. When you have a whole bunch of women around, like orbiting around you, especially the guys who don't have that, that's like, oh my god, look how look how cool this guy is. Maybe for people who are like operating on a higher frequency, people with God and higher like, frequency, baby. and like you know these millionaires, like but billionaires, like Musk. I said almost said Busk. Anyways, Yo. millionaires like <laughs> Musk and Elon, and these people, they're not looking at it that way. But a lot, I think, for the average dude who's like yeah they're like oh my god look how cool tori is he has all these girls like that's a thing you think so absolutely yeah, i don't know what it is with blue collar jobs that's definitely a thing uh i wa- i worked all my i think like 95 percent of my jobs have been blue collar jobs mm-hmm. and man, basically until this one right yeah it, it's disgusting <laughs> it's like it's just no cap almost like no barrier like my old job i had to drive to like the job was constantly driving in a truck right mm-hmm. we we're doing like carpet cleaning so uh we're just on the road driving to the next client and no matter like how fast this guy was driving the truck every single girl that walked by his neck would break wow sound effects i remember one time i was having a conversation with this dude because he was talking we're talking about like we're talking about like how we're having this kind of conversation like how men like focus sometimes a, a little bit too much on sex mm-hmm. right and i wasn't like trying to be like too religious like overtly with them right so yeah. what i was doing i was like okay let me talk about like lowering your gaze but like not mention islam right but i was like you know you know what man i'm gonna say this guy's name is mark it's just just for the story i was like you know mark you know personally man i believe the first look is for you and the second, second look against, look against you. you. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, so, you know, maybe if you see someone, it's okay to appreciate that beauty, but you don't go and stare. You know, you, you just go about your day. And he was looking like he was really listening. Getting a message. He was nodding. And then he said, not me. I stare. <laughs> I stare, Mo. That's what he called me. I stare, Mo. And I was just so upset with it. I was so upset. I was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> not me i stare no like, that's the thing like, but that's a perfect example like, <laughs> yeah oh yeah to that to that guy what do you call him mark i don't yeah, know his mark. actual name yeah uh mark like tory lane is cool for having all these women around though. yeah you know <laughs> that does add to his status and his yeah. value even 
yo, going off that uh, blue collar job thing, mm-hmm. I think having jobs like that is like so important because especially like in the you know spaces where we grew up in, like mm-hmm. it's such a different set of people and kind of paired with, you know, whatever the work may be, especially if it's like a, like some kind of, you know, hard labor. I just think like it's kind of important for people to really get out of their like current bubble and go see like that other group. You know, I remember, you know, going to work with, with my dad and going to like, you know, go measure, go, you know, exactly like go and, you know, do a job with, you know, with Jose and, you know, like our guys. Right. And just yo, like just hearing a Mexican you know, guy named like, yo, you know, blue collar, Jose, Eduardo, <laughs> I see you. you know, my guy. Like, that's uh-huh. what, you know, no, no, I got you. No that's shit. the homie. I'm saying. But just seeing like the way that these different people, you know, operate and like their different mentalities. And I guess even going a little deeper than that, you know, working like you know, trashy jobs, like working bad jobs is I think is so, so key. No, it definitely so just like growing up and just like, you know. Especially now, I think our generation, we all want to find like, you know, a job that gives me passion and fulfillment or, you know, but at the end of the day, until you go work one of those really terrible jobs, yeah, you're not going to understand like what just work for work is. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to appreciate going out and like getting a different kind, you know, a job that even if it's not your true passion, something that's not. So I wake think- up at seven, like 7 a.m. and dig holes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to yeah. give some context, I think like you yeah. said like where we came from, um, we're all like from the suburbs. You know? Mm-hmm. Like probably uh the burbs, baby. Probably we're probably from one of the it's richest areas in the entire United States. Yeah. You know? And I feel like I uh know definitely like there's like I think Montgomery County's like the ninth richest county in America and then like the top five or three of them are like Counties in Virginia, <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's like Loudon, Fairfax, Loudon. I think Loudon's number one now, based off like taxes, and then Fairfax number two. But it's it's crazy because um, I remember like getting advice from someone who's like a millionaire that we know, uh-huh. and I mean to this day I disagree with it, but maybe I look back and be wrong. Like he is more knowledgeable than me for sure. But whenever I was uh, talking to him about like what I was up to back whenever I was uh, still finishing up high school. I was like working at the time. Yeah. And he was like, don't waste your time working. Be only in school. And I think that advice, that advice in a, uh, in a vacuum works because I think what he was saying was focus you, your energy on like things that, yeah. Like, yeah. Like get your school done fast, yeah. get good grades. And that's going to, you know, get you your internship and job, et cetera. And the things you need. Yeah, exactly. But if you don't have a set path, like, like there's so many other scenarios that determine what you need personally. Yeah. Like for me at that time, I didn't like school. And I was unmotivated, but maybe if you like, dude, the best thing for unmotivated people is to get a crappy job because you work that crappy job, you see around you how much it sucks. And then you realize you're not special because all these people around you who are 45, 50, 60 working the job with no health care, with no holiday off, with no freedom, working full time, no insurance. Not because they like it, but because they need to. Yeah. And, And then you realize holy crap this dude next to me he had dreams he had things he said he would do he thought he had all the time in the freaking world and now he's here with me yeah i gotta do something different i will say though going off you know the advice that you received whereas okay focus on like one 100 on school yeah i think in like the early high school kind of time i actually think that that is good advice because 
at that time, that extra two hundred dollars that you're going to be earning from you know being a cashier somewhere, it's yeah. not actually going to have like a material difference on your quality of life or you yeah. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's about, it's about what you learn but in the mindset. Exactly. It's not you know? it's not about the money that you end up pocketing. Because again, like you said, like do I have do I even have saved any of the money that I made from when I worked that job? Definitely no. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. no. no. Um, but you I, learn. do I have it invested? No. Do, yeah. do I have it in anything that's even remotely giving back to me besides what I learned from that experience? Absolutely not. But that experience was so valuable for me because it's like I definitely don't want to do this. Yeah. So I gotta find out yeah. what right, right. I need to do. Well, let me revisit my uh, my statement then. I think that over committing to the point where it starts to take away f- from your school because you know I always looked at it as yeah, yeah. you know until say X point like at least through high school like graduating high school like that's that's my full time job right. So if you're say you're going to work and you know you're building playgrounds or, or something like that you know you could be learning a lot but if it's taking away from you know i think well like you basically have to graduate high school i mean i guess yeah no i mean to like, get okay. to do anything worth yeah, doing you, you basically yeah. have to get you school. at least need your diploma basically. Exactly. get your so, gd like, at least bro at least so. i think in like in that situation where you know you could be say working for your future or building these playgrounds and yes like learning that you don't want to build a playground yeah exactly but like i don't know i think that he i guess no that he does have a point but i think it's just very like situational advice is yeah. so situational I was gonna that's say, the thing it's, it's all it's, like you have to like dude there's so many variables like some people don't like okay ideally yeah you should we should all learn from other people's mistakes but sometimes you just have to make your own mistakes during things oh yeah. i'm a strong believer in that you know you um, can like you, you can tell people whatever you want and yeah. they can listen to you to whatever extent but people are going to make their own mistakes and that's like the only guaranteed way that, that they're going to learn and even if they heed your advice now you know in two years they could go back and then go on top of that make that choice or, let's just I guess we're talking pretty vague right now, but yeah. But let's just be real though. There are some people who who can't not work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, see, I see. I see. But it's also like a very like so even I don't know. Just giving. I I, I feel like it's it especially with someone that you know. It's kind of like it's frustrating when they give you advice that is just so. De- detached from the reality potentially detached from the reality the, that you're living and you'd hope that that person at least has like the the foresight to kind of ask you what your situation is yeah i wasn't before nice. <laughs> before telling you oh you should just do xyz because like you guys said it's so situational there's some people like myself i had a car and i had a phone and i wasn't keeping my car or my phone unless i paid for it myself and I didn't have like a side hustle that was generating me money passively. I didn't have like a YouTube you have your online your online business that no one actually has. <laughs> I had to I had to work because I had yeah. to go places di- like different several different places different from my parents. I spent my time in places different from my parents. I was old enough to like be at that point, and then I also needed my phone for communication, and I had to pay for both of those things. Like yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't like oh just just don't work, Jose. And it's like okay, I cannot work, and then I could also not get around. And I could also not have communication with the people I need to be in communication yeah. with. Again, yeah. everything is always easier in a vacuum, right? Like there is, of course, like this black and white binary way of looking at things. Like, 
oh, this is more efficient. This is more efficient. This is the best thing. But it's like even more than like even even let's just say like let's say you have your parents have the money. Mm. There is so much behind the scenes in human psychology that impacts us, right? Like you can say to someone, don't work. Some people need to work for the routine. Some people need to work because they need that discipline. Like I think plenty of kids, like if your parents are well off, you should work. Yeah. You shouldn't just oh, not work. That changes you. That again, like that that builds you as a person because at the end of the day in life, one thing parents oftentimes forget, which I know I will forget when I'm a parent, right? But I think parents, <laughs> we always forget that we can't give our children what we wish we had. Mm. There's no point. There's no point in it. Because they're a human being. They have to experience it themselves. You can't communicate with your kid if you feel like if you came to this country as an immigrant, immigrant parents always try to do this. Beta or Azizam, whatever. I came to this country. I had nothing. I built all this stuff. And now that I built this business and I got you this house in the suburbs, you have all this opportunity. What I want you to do is to be smart. Don't make any mistakes and do what these white kids be doing. They get ahead, kill, kill this school stuff. You know, like this is the path for you. But that kid might go to school have depression, get a drug problem, and then what? Oh, it's not. Is oh, that wasn't what I set up for you. Yeah, he's not you, bro. <laughs> he's not you. He yeah. needs to go through some growing pains and yeah. figure his life out. Stop trying to live vicariously through your kids. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just not gonna happen. We we gotta we gotta stop putting things in vacuums and pretend like we know everything. We don't know anything. <laughs> we're, we're trying our best, but what do we know? Bars. <laughs> Bars. Really? You guys aren't disagreeing? I feel uncomfortable now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I think you're definitely right. But like you said, you know, everything is so like variable. Nothing's set that I guess like everyone's going to have. I, I, okay, well, I guess this is kind of like a tangent from what you were saying. But I guess it kind of pulls everything together in terms of whether it be your parent who you're asking, you know, what should I do? or someone outside like at the end of the day it's all going to be by trial and error whether that be going to college not liking it or going to get a, a crappy job and you know going up from like from there it's all about like the experiences and what you take away from it like you could get fired from a job you could you know mess up some huge project but it's not actually an l unless you're just mm. you know like roll over and take it and be like mm. woe is me right that's facts and that's like that really applies to everything you know, even outside me. of school or work or you know uh, you know friendship really anything like I think that the ability to you know absorb what you learned from a situation and kind of apply it to the next thing and also be able to kind of have some turnover and kind of qu quickly bounce back which is obviously much more e uh, easily said than done. That's resilience right there. Yeah. Right? The, the definition of resilience. I would say that's like, probably the most important character characteristic of like, you know, someone who's going to be successful in, you know, whatever metric, but also someone who can, you know, I guess find, find happiness and like fulfillment for themselves. I have a question in, for both y'all. In the quickest way possible. What's Pretty up? Good. Exactly. Uh, like about like what you're saying, Haggy, like, um, you said like someone who like, you know, you hit a wall, right? And you bounce back from it. But I think like the common problem in life that like, I feel like almost every human being goes through, right? Is that we all go through these walls we hit, but the difference between successful people 
and non-successful people is that successful people know what the wall is. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate? Okay. <laughs> this is the moment where Saints usually like, mm, subhanAllah, continue. <laughs> like, okay. I'm going to have to challenge that. We, we, we be having pe- people, successful people know they hit a wall and they're like, oh, this is the wall. This wall is called depression. This wall is called lack of accountability. Mm-hmm. This wall is I don't know, bad friends, bad environment, whatever it is. They can name the wall that they hit, and then they can, okay, I'm going to go around the wall. I'm going to get a sledgehammer, whatever. But most people in life, they hit the wall, and they're like, I don't know what happens. Or uh, this external thing happened. Uh, but they don't know the internal thing that, like, the wall is always internal, basically. Because at the end of the day, we have to judge success by, like, your input, not external input, right? Okay. So a lot of people are like, yeah, just, I keep getting fired. I keep getting fired from jobs and I can't keep a job. And it's like, oh, why? Well, because I have depression. But, you know, they shouldn't fire me because of that. Okay, why aren't you getting therapy? I hate therapy. I don't know. I'm, I'm not willing to go to therapy. And it's like, why just go to therapy? I can't. I don't know why. That's a wall. Mm-hmm. Like the person who knows they need to go to therapy, but they refuse to get help, that's, that's their wall. So are you saying that the difference between, I guess, people who are able to succeed in those situations and those who aren't is like self-awareness? Or what? I guess I guess self aware. I mean, I'm asking you. Like I, like I. All I know is I feel like successful people analyze. Like, okay, whoa, I have issues. Um, like Joe Rogan is like, Joe Rogan's a guy like that. Like he's always like, I have issues, man. You know, I, I need some therapy, or in his case, marijuana. But, you know, he, he <laughs> whatever works for you. <laughs> you know, like he. You know, you realize like, ah, it's me. It's me. Not the fact that my bosses consistently all say I have the same issue. Mm. No, they're all crazy. Like, yeah, three bosses in a row say you, you have abhorrent behavior at work. This I might be a hot take, yeah. but going off of that, I think that the way that people analyze and kind of judge, so like the negative situations that they end up in and I guess who they place the blame on, I would say is pretty closely correlated with how they were brought up and like, I guess, where fault was placed when you know, they would mess up somewhere as mm. a child, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, would their mom tell them, you know, okay, if you were fighting like on the playground, like, okay, like that kid was mean or, you know, what did you do as well? And kind of instilling the ability to look inward and have some both self-awareness and accountability on that front. I, I Like that's not really a trait you can teach per se. I would say that's m- like much, much deeper, like ingrained in your, uh, no, emotional intelligence and yeah i mean i agree that that it is um that it is something that like usually is like ingrained people especially when they're young um but also i think that like the i the desire or the like when we see people blaming other things i also think it's a bit of a societal thing um yeah i think there's a lot of there's a there's a strong value on individualism in, in mm-hmm. this country mm-hmm. in the west in general is a strong value like being an individual separating yourself from from like the crowd and being yourself and expressing yourself authentically and we talked about this like at one of our first very first episodes we were talking about how that express it doesn't matter what in what way that expression is shown right and so we were talking we we're kind of contrasting it with like the way that we're supposed to kind of um express ourselves islamically and i mentioned that there's like a, in, in islam there's much more of a uh uh 
emphasis on that vertical expansion. Okay. So moving up vertical and like trying to increase your closeness to God, for example. Yeah. You're and talking then, like, big brain, the vertical expansion. I'm like, oh, <laughs> which way is that, bro? Which way is vertical? Fancy then, out here today. <laughs> but then, uh, um, like, I guess Western idea of this would just be like a, a horizontal expansion where just like, okay, everyone needs to have every part of me, like see every part of me and accept every part of me for me. And what that, le- what that can lead to, it doesn't always, but what that can lead to is that encouraging people that whatever they feel, whatever they feel inside of them at any particular moment is the reality that they're experiencing as well. That sounds like a recipe for mental health crisis. I mean, I, th- I think that's like a, a big part of uh, another like big part of as well as upbringing and stuff like but i think even if you have the right upbringing if that's all you, if that's the only other input you're getting then that can even unravel the kind of the kind of work that was done in your mm-hmm. upbringing you know the, I, I just want to be clear like I, th- I think people kind of get lost whenever he brings that up because they think it's like i mean to me at least i don't have like a conspiracy theory like this is a purposeful agenda to make people crazy mm-hmm. i think that this is just simply a side effect of individualism you know, like it's. I don't think it's someone like, like these conspiracy theorists. People like sometimes get it wrong. Like this is purposeful. Look at the music. They're trying to mislead. I mean, the I just want to just for the record. I wasn't claiming that. It was no, no. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know you're not saying that. But I just for, <laughs> for the, the record. listeners. But like, but but I think it's just what it leads to. Like we we haven't we haven't um we don't think about things before we do them. Oftentimes in the West, uh, I was listening to a great lecture uh, by a scholar, and he was talking about like you know whenever we we in Islam we always should think about like the long term. Like, mm. what is the purpose of doing this thing? But, and like, we're at a rate right now where it's just, we make technology and we implement it. We mm. don't even study it for long enough because it's like, this is because capitalism, because we're like, this is a bag. Yeah. I'm not saying we yeah. shouldn't. Like, ooh, we have this iPhone. I love te- technology, but we don't even know the long-term effects of like <laughs> 5G, for example. I'm, I'm not a 5G conspiracy, conspiracy yeah. theorist, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Y'all like, I can get out. But, you know. But social media, phones, like we don't, we just, we no, made we it, just do it. Yeah, we implement yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And kind of just to add on to Hussein's point, then I think we're getting a little abstract here. We might want to come back down to earth. But um, <laughs> I also think that, I guess that a uh, horizontal expansion, uh-huh. end quote, um, when everyone has that mentality in a, in a workplace or in, you know, a classroom, I think it all kind of feeds into like one another and yeah. kind of like a positive feedback loop where Absolutely. it gets worse and worse and worse and now I think it leads to like kind of a feeling of like isolation and like aloneness but also mm. validation mm. at like at the same time. Yeah. You think it's exemplified probably it's like, also by social media. Like social media is like it's like that it, that is all fire and then social media is just gasoline. They were just pouring on it because it just lets everyone to freaking it's like, express themselves in this stupid way. Uh, Yo, speaking oh, of social media like it's like a hold on, hold on. What is it's like contradictory. It's like we're so much more connected than we've ever been in human history ever before. But we're all so much more alone. Exactly. Yeah. So much more alone. I know that, and I know that's like a Tumblr post. I don't care though. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's bars, bro. It's bars. <laughs> I, I actually, I didn't get a, a chance to talk about paradoxical. it. Paradoxical. There we go. That's, it, 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 that's paradoxical. And also, what'd you say before? Contradictory. I mean, they yeah, both same. work, but like paradoxical. Uh-huh. Is not cool, but that, yeah. That's, that's, that's more educated. Big words, big words, I hear. Dude, there's some feds outside. Um, They're coming to get I, us. I, I made a, uh, I'm doing a challenge. Huh? No, nothing. <laughs> I'm doing a challenge of uh, quitting Instagram <laughs> and Twitter because I'm certain I'm more addicted to Instagram. But I go on Twitter at work. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> Instagram has become so just trash. 
Like you guys remember like two, three years ago before there was ads every three posts and like it wasn't like listening in on your like search history. Like it just like <laughs> it like was who it was. There was no shop. Like bro, once they took away the uh the chronological um post, like the swear, feed being chronological. Swear. That, that's the was taken. Though. Yeah. But <laughs> that's yo, true. you know what used to be the most wild thing? Was you could see other people's activity yeah, 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 in live yeah, I time. Remember, I remember, I remember. Bro, that, I, was, that, was, that, was, that was that was that was us. That 2 a.m. You see what your boys are like. I'm saying, I'm <laughs> saying, people were getting caught up. Oh my no, god. No, but anyways, I finish your. I, I, sorry, so, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. That was that's funny. Um, <laughs> no, like Instagram has like been like a big part of my life. You know, y'all know me how I grew up. Like I, uh, I definitely had like like I use Instagram as an outlet early on. My homeschool self um anti-social self like i i use instagram like i really enjoyed it like the moment i found out about it i had it on my phone and i was just like on it i liked it so i've been on a lot for probably like five years consistently damn that's a long time so i'm doing this challenge for for the month of october i'm not on instagram whatsoever and it's it's like physically difficult sometimes and uh, i remember the first day i didn't even delete the app because i just thought i want to use it and then like i was in the car and like without like I was legitimately realized how much of a stupid monkey human I had become. Like it was legit Pablo's dog. Like people are talking to me and I didn't think to myself, I want to check Instagram. I grabbed my phone, opened it up, swiped, click just because it's such a habit. And even after deleting the app, I would just open my phone randomly, swipe and be like, where's Where, what Instagram? Am I looking for? Yeah. And then and I'm like, wait, what am I doing? I didn't like, like I realized three seconds later, um, so I just want to say, like, I'm enjoying this challenge. I'm going to update people more, like, on my channel about it. I'm making a video about it. But I've noticed during this time, after the first five days, my anxiety, I didn't realize I had anxiety until recently. But my anxiety re uh, is extremely reduced. Um, and I realized, like, dude, comparing yourself to people around, I don't know how y'all use Instagram, but the way I used it, I compare myself to like a couple of uh, guys on YouTube who are like all my age range. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, what are they up to? How their videos look? They have way more clout than me, like way more clout than me. And I just feel so much more content and chill. Uh -huh. And like, even now, like I still have the sense of like, I'm missing out. What are people posting? What are pe Who's looking at my story? You know, who's commenting? But I'm just like, I have so much more. Uh, mental clarity. Yeah, mental clarity. Like, it's just, this, this stuff is toxic, dude. Like, I think. I don't know if I'm going to go back fully. Honestly, like the only reason I think anyone should really use social media nowadays is to get a bag. Uh -huh. Or like if you're sharing your art. Like networking type B, yeah. This stuff is like. Yo, LinkedIn's the best social media. Don't get, have me. <sighs> Bro, I know people that say that. I, no, 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 no. Like, LinkedIn nah. is trash. Bro, LinkedIn is probably the most toxic social media. Like, Because <laughs> corporate America is freaking. Before I got, you know. <laughs> absolutely. Caught my little bag, right? I'm. I'd be in there sweating. Like I, I see like guys like a grade under than me, like getting like a tough job. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, like yeah. it's like that, but it's all right. I would say it's like the same as like IG, but you know, if someone's going to like Hawaii, like, okay, yeah. Like you went with your family. Like, nah, like, and like LinkedIn is like shamelessly flexing, like in writing too. It's not even like, look at this nice picture with palm trees, and you know, like, <laughs> like, like a white sand beach. It's like, yo, I'm happy to announce like I did it. Like, I got my job at Golden Sands. Yeah, right. Like, I'm 21 years old. I'm making 120 thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's also like the, it, I guess like on that on that same note, the, the way we cap on Instagram is the same thing with LinkedIn. Except people are doing it because 
companies are literally looking at what you post mm. um there's this youtube channel named joshua fluke this guy like reviews linkedin cringe right and he talks <laughs> about like the work culture there is so toxic like people will get let go of jobs and like okay like let's say a company fires people and they could post about it like we're sorry due to covid whatever we're happy to have you guys part of the family company families anyways and then these people he calls them corporate simps they're like commenting on that jump I am so grateful for the opportunity to have worked with the family <laughs> for two and a half years. Like, yeah. Are you that mentally insane and intellectually molested? molested? <laughs> I think I know what guy you're talking about. I've also seen like there'll be like people um, who complain about like uh, unpaid internships. Yeah, and there'll be people under those posts like, "Well, you don't know, you're getting so much experience." And blah, 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 blah. Nah, <laughs> unpaid internships is like such a violation of Absolutely. your rights. It's it's. That should be like honestly. Maybe like back in the day when you know you could go to the movies for twenty cents and like yeah, you know you were gonna be like an apprentice. A house was and you had some like job security too. (laughs) But like these days, like you got me messed up if you think I'm gonna like come into your office and like slave over your work for you know hours on end. It's and then like leave with a smile on my face and be like, well, gonna go home and eat nothing because I have no money. Like (laughs) get out of here. I'm gonna eat air. Eat that air. (laughs) Sleep for dinner. <laughs> it's um Joshua makes actually like really good videos regarding like corporate life and stuff. Like he was like, dude, if you're really like if you're working like uh he works like in coding. So like people are obsessing over experience when like you could just give yourself experience. He was like, bro, just make a fake LLC and make like do your own coding project and say you have experience. Hire yourself. Uh-huh. But these fake in- like these unpaid internships are uh, bro, it's a, it's just oppressive. Yeah. I don't think people realize like in our area and I think I mean it's not, not like, just it's not just yeah I was gonna say it's 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 not just unpaid internships and it's not even just in our area like how expensive it is to live if if you're not making fifty thousand this is only for a single person if you're not making minimum fifty thousand dollars a year you are pretty hungry yeah especially in like the DC area it's like those yeah you know, <laughs> in the top five like most expensive areas and I I would say that pretty like directly translates to you know like the the competitive atmosphere like being able to leave like nova and like you know coming even like out to pittsburgh mm-hmm. you know even like i'm in school like with peers you know we're all still trying to kind of go somewhere post grad but i feel like my high school was more like competitive and yeah like so many just like over like people you know care so much about n- not like not only the status that they can achieve but that other people see it and that other people know it. And I think it's just toxic. That's so toxic. And it's like, for me at least, like it's really just been kind of that, that area. Like I'm saying like my high school was like a brawl. Like Uh you should have seen the day that like UVA, like, like sent out the like names of who they were letting in there. you, You had girls like crying in the bathroom like guys like like friendships break over who goes to uva yeah like it's so it's 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 animalistic it's like it's kind of disgusting it's like, it's like the hunger games, the hunger games. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get in this zone or not yeah it's i'll like, go um, cheer for some some blue and orange sports teams <laughs> and a, you know whatever man you no know, it's, it's kind of crazy too because it's like yeah. we're told <laughs> we're told to, to like go to college I'm not, I'm not I'm not anti college, but I think a lot of people going to college should not go. Mm-hmm. I was one of those people that should not have gone to college. 
Um, Because, like, a lot of people just go because they're told to go, but they're not committed. And they just get caught up in the whole social aspect. I was talking to this lady, actually. um, I was was talking to this lady at a phone store. She worked there. She was helping with my issue. And then she was like, this is my first IT job. So, obviously, you know, whenever someone tells me about IT, I start rambling about certificates and how (laughs) it is. But she was actually, she was digging it because she was like, yeah, like, before this, I worked in the restaurant industry. And I'm I'm actually trying to get a life. And I dropped out. And I was like, I'm very similar situation. You should get this certificate. And she was like, listening to me. And she was talking about how, like, one guy she knows was roasting her for dropping out. And she's like, bro, you've been in college for six years and you're still in general study. <laughs> but this I, is like... Was that, that was a little bit of exaggeration, right? No. It was like an older guy, like older guy friend. I, I mean, I don't know this, like, I don't know the whole situation. I've talked to her for like 30 minutes. And That's whack. But I'm saying like, these are like, but I'm saying like, there's probably plenty of, plenty of college kids in general studies who are like, have this idea that I'm in college, I'm going to be more successful, I'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just there. And... They, they, get, they get caught up in like this echo chamber that you know well, all these people around me are going to be successful college is the right thing and it's like dude unless you're there for something very very specific or you're like you have some kind of career path or or like a plan in mind you are just leaving there with debt yeah unless your yeah. daddy's for, for most you. people or for a lot of people yeah, yeah. That, that's the case <laughs> and, and, and i will say like if in my you know i'm a senior now i you know i've seen a decent number of people you mm-hmm. know seen people's rise and falls even just in the like in these last three years i will say i think that college is valuable in not what you learn in the classroom but what you learn outside of the classroom Mm -hmm. and your ability to i guess translate the resources that you have in like into something after and i think that college can be right for most people like obviously some people say you know school just isn't for me and it's great, you know, that there's other like ways to make money and, you know, other, I guess, paths, um, you know, out there. But I think that the timing of college is huge because there are some people who come in who, okay, I'm just going to take like, you know, gen eds and, you know, kind of just enjoy my time. Right. And mm-hmm. then you blink and it's been four years and you have no idea what you're doing next. No idea. Yeah. But if that same person went out, you know, took maybe two, two or three years off went and got a job actually you know learned something i feel like you come into college with so much more of an idea of what the actual skills and like you know i guess with the mindset of i'm here because i need to get something out of it yeah not just paying to waste my time for like for the next four years yeah, yeah. a lot of people i think that's like the most important social, thing about college social thing yeah what, what did you say like a lot of, like i mean even like a lot of people like they don't even know what they want to study, but they care about which university they're going to because of the party scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, oh, that's, that's, just, that that's just backwards. Like that's a party scene. I'm like, bro, this good? is this is six figures. I'm saying <laughs> this is a lot of this is a lot of bread. But you know what? You're right. Um, I I will say this. I'll I'll be completely honest. Uh, you guys know I'm a college dropout. I proclaim it loudly from the roofs rooftops. Call you Kanye. <laughs> Mac except, Ye. Except no, Mac we're, Ye. nowhere close to where Kanye is. <laughs> but um like I definitely see some skills my college friends have have that I don't um or things that I had to build later. Mm-hmm. Um and one thing I definitely just like 
something that college just gives you an advantage in no matter what is networking the networking aspect again like of course you have to have like the mindset of what you're trying to do right but like if you're in college and you're trying to like study finance or like filmmaking for example you can surround yourself with all the people who are oh, trying yeah. to do those things oh, and like versus like that versus like this um like not going to college woke me up to things really quickly in a sense of like you know people say things online all the time for example you can always earn money online there's like millions of videos probably on youtube about how to make money online mm-hmm. that's the best way to garbage. make money online is teach people, people how to make money, money yeah. online yeah. because it's like that's yeah. the only successful get rich quick scheme is to it's tell the people most how to get successful rich. like make a course it's such cap it's like you can't just do this like and people always say oh, you can just you can just network online what no it don't work like that. Most people get very lucky, but knowing someone in front of you, like I, I try to do like the whole like YouTube filmmaker. I didn't actually fully, fully try that, but a lot of people do try to do like, I'm just going to be a YouTuber and people notice me. Yeah. Unless you're the best, I don't really notice you. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing though, right? Imagine this. You could be like a average dude. You could like a, let's use a filmmaker example. Let's see you a six out of 10 filmmaker. Mm-hmm. You don't make YouTube videos. But you met somebody, you're super charismatic, you talk to some dude, and next thing you know, that guy know Christopher Nolan. And then he's like, yo, we down in the shoot, we need a guy to hold his light. <laughs> that's a connection, boom. Yeah. Because human connection is like, that's the point I'm trying to get to, like the human connections you have, like these social skills, how to, how to deal with people, how to problem solve, how to make a connection with someone, not come across as too needy, but come across as, honestly, that like, cool is a very important skill set. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, that's, you know, really important even like studying business that's even taught like to a certain uh you know level you know we are taught how to you know reach out and you know at like ask for something but not be pushy and you know how to open up in the right way and to the right amount where you mm-hmm. can establish at least like a surface level you know friendship where you're comfortable talking and like even just asking like a favor or to be put on to make to make it feel like I asked you for something whenever you asking me for something. Exactly. Like, exactly. Hey man, uh, but you also help you out like, with that? It's like, bro, I'm I'm helping you out. <laughs> I'm paying you for this yeah, show. <laughs> but also like the phrase that you know, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. So like, true. I hear that thrown around all the time, and I think it gets more and more important as you go on. I think you know, from kids when we're just in preschool, like running around, you know, we have a million friends, right? You got to invite the whole class to your birthday party. Right. And then you go to middle school and your group gets a little smaller, high school, smaller, smaller. Right. That like that. That's what happens. And you look around and like some like m- most of these, you know, say like fifth, you know, fifth, like. Uh, older people. Right. They might have boomers. Let's no, say OK. Fun. Yeah. Boomers. Sure. <laughs> okay, most of these boomers. They might have like, like one or two anyway. very <laughs> close friends. And then the rest of the, you know, they're uh, like a. Uh, associates i guess they're either you know from work they like you know work with them whether it's you know like that they're their client but you can still you know be quote-unquote friends or in like you know a setting where you know it's like a mosque group or something like you know everyone who you see like on eid but yes, who you see in exactly. front of you. Like, like these, like we try to, again, talk about social media, like going, going kind of like full circle, right? We're talking about social media, like making this connected, right? But like, okay, this profile, any, you can put, anyone can put a picture up, take videos up, 
But like these human connections you have with people, again, are like you cannot take this away. You cannot supplement. Hundred percent, the most important. You cannot supplement someone being in front of you and that person being a likable person. Mm-hmm. I've met famous people before from social media. I, I knew somebody wow. who blew up. <laughs> I actually know somebody Mr. who's like a famous big TikToker guy. and I knew them before they blew up. Yeah. Right now. And I'm telling you this, I'm telling you, every time I see this person on TikTok, I'm like, you're very unlikable in real life. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> and that's not to say like, I, I'm, I'm not saying to be like, I think to myself, I'm so much better than you. Mm. I think to myself like, you know, this person on TikTok, is big because they're beautiful for example right and you know you set up your little hella expensive iphone camera you put on this song that sings you know like your twirl you know your angle and then people give you all this attention and maybe you look at this person like how are they so charismatic how are they so cool this person's not cool they spend eight hours a day figuring out this phone stuff but if you're (laughs) with them like next to them outside they're always on their phone like an addict Right? I, mean, They're not I mean, similar cool. to how you were walking around DC getting all these shots for the for the video that you're yeah. going to make yeah. about the, that's in DC, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, about the video you're going to make for this trip. I mean, you were basically always using your camera on the camera. It was annoying. I'm going to be real. Ooh. <laughs> my bad. I didn't mean, put my spot like that. <laughs> but like, thanks. I, I wasn't. That's my bad. <laughs> I, didn't mean, I, didn't, I didn't mean to use this moment as like a moment to vent about that. I actually did it. But I was just trying to like. That was hella. <laughs> Damn. I know you felt that way. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so bad. Was it really annoying? Did that, I'm bad. I was, trying, bad I was trying to agree. I wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Yeah, hella, yeah, like, out of nowhere. It is. Yeah, similarly, <laughs> you know. Hey, matter of fact, matter of fact, hypocrite. Uh, you were doing that all day. Bye, 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 bye. I thought you all vibe with the camera. Gotta cut this out of the podcast. No, we keep it that in. That's hilarious. <laughs> You're okay with it. Ooh, man, that's oh, reflective. Man. And you see that? You see that? Whenever your friends tell you something, be like, oh, that's my bad, bro. Because again, like that's again that's part that's part of like the whole social skills thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people they want to have friendships, but the reason they don't have friends is not because they can't make friends. It's because anytime someone tells them something critical, uh, that guy's a hater. Yeah, I mean it goes back to kind of what I mentioned about the feelings thing. Like, oh, he hurt my feelings. I didn't like what he said. Yeah, he's a hater. For example. Yeah. Sometimes people are haters. Sometimes. Yeah. But like sometimes they're even even if they are haters, they're even still if. giving you valid advice. I remember growing up, there was someone who I thought was a hater, and at some point they were. But looking back, they were right about everything they said about me almost. They were just really mean about it. You know? Like, bro, humans, we we are not good at many things. Most things. Yeah, I feel like we're calling back to, like, a lot of, like, our first early, early, early episodes. Because remember, we, we literally talked about this, too. And we were like, yeah, maybe... Um, that person, when you come to the match, it shouldn't talk about you the way they talk about you. But maybe you actually needed to hear that. Yeah. You know, maybe there's still something you can take away from that, even yeah. though they were in the wrong. Yeah, going back to that. And, and why Why does it trigger you? Always ask why, like with emotions. It doesn't hurt. Like, for example, I get triggered like uh, maybe someone's like, man, he fat. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's easy to get triggered to be called fat. No one likes it. Uh-huh. Am I fat, though? I guess I am. Maybe it's not a good example because some people are like be anorexic, be like, I'm not fat and you're not fat. Someone is just like calling you fat. I don't know. <laughs> but like, you know, for me, it triggers me because I know I'm fat. Mm. I'm self-conscious about it. You know, so it's like, but use, I'm using it as a metaphor. Like sometimes people are like, but you're, you're so not even fat. You're, huh? you're at the most, you're like a little fluffy, but at the moment, fluffy. But, but, bro, but like, I think 
Like, you know what fat is? It's the like, it's the greatest loser. Like, yeah, I drink twenty five diet cokes a fat, day. Though, like, is it? Huh? Bro, if you don't have cut abs, you fat. I'm calling I'm everybody out. <laughs> and that's on social media ruining your mental that. health. Type B, type B, that's type why B. I that's why I quit Instagram. <laughs> and that's on mental health. Yeah. Unreal, unreal body expectations. Uh, expectations. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I know the girls took that movement, but the men need it too. Do men need it more than The boys need some self-love out here. I don't know about more, but anyways. <laughs> no, we um, need it more, bro. Whenever people... You, you, know, you know how you know how flustered men get whenever I compliment them. Pause. <laughs> At the gym, though, no, seriously, I like I have yeah, no yeah. issue complimenting other men when they look good because okay. I feel like men never get any compliments from from each other. Yeah, but and they guys, prefer from you know. No, the no, cute no, they don't. Right. Yo, try this. No, literally at the gym. If if I you know, have you have you been at the gym and some dude's lifting some weight that you couldn't dream of lifting so you have to admire from the peripheral, <laughs> right? So what right, I yeah. what I do am I okay? That's just weird. I'm just gonna make it obvious. I'm looking like uh-huh. he's doing his set. I'm respecting his set. He's lifting great weight. I come up to the dude afterwards. I always give him a fist bump if they like if they like adjust like their headbutt or like their earpod airpod or whatever. That means like they're willing to like have like a two second conversation. I say hey bro, good stuff. You know, and people get so excited. Like men. Okay, so what is your point? I'm sorry. Sorry. My, what was my point? Dude, men get men like, men do not get validation. No, like, that's what, true. We, I, I one dude at the gym, bro, this. this dude, he had massive trouble. I told him, I was like, hey, bro, I thought I saw you here earlier. You look like a condo building. And he was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> he started blushing it. Like, oh, he was no, so no, happy. No. What you're saying is true. I'm just saying, don't, like, it's, it's not a competition for who's most. Who's most in need of help or who's most of right? Oh no, of course. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not competition. That was just in response to oh, men need it more than women. No, bro. but <laughs> I think I think men need to work more because women early on acknowledge that they have this insecurity issue, and men just be like, "Are we all confident?" And like, "Okay, are we all confident?" Not really. Like, woman, it's more normalized for women to like give each other self love. We're talking yeah. about that earlier, yeah, like we, the yeah, barbershop yeah. environment. You know, we don't have many spaces where oh men. God. We don't have any spaces where men can just give each other advice. Type B. That's right. You, you, you seem like you quite done with this. Hmm? No, no. Oh, oh okay. I, I misread the tone. I, I I got some beef with you. Sorry, that's my bad. That's my, that's my <laughs> Freudian rage. because of the yeah. camera thing, bro? My bad, bro. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew. No, it's my bad. That's my bad. No, 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 Matthew. You were getting some really good shots, man. I think you're going to be I was a great filmmaker. The garbage, the garbage continue, shots. Continue, continue. Oh, thank you. I got you, man. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Anyways, okay. I'll cut that. Well, I do have nah, not quite in the same vein, but it's something kind of similar. Um, as far as like something that we talk about in regards to women, we don't really talk about in regards to men. And I kind of want to wrap it back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of our conversation. And we were talking about how like guys for like the average dude, rappers or billionaires having a whole bunch of women around them is like a sign of like is like something to be admirable of. At, at, yeah. Ad- admired admired for or to have admiration for anyway it's something like people people look up to like guys look up to um and so a lot of times when we have these discussions we <clears throat> i guess it's like cool like it's considered cool societally culturally for a guy to be like the dude who has a lot of girls has them in a rotation has like a lot of sex for example and we always talk about as far as culturally, we kind of always talk about the dangers of women being promiscuous. Uh, as far mm. as like, obviously, like besides like the physical por- like aspect was like obviously they can get pregnant, right? Mm, mm, mm. Uh, but, but even besides that, we talk about like oh, like 
<laughs> if she's like this, she'll got a dad. We almost make like, and we don't usually do this, but we almost make like spiritual arguments for like why it's bad for this woman to be doing this. Well, but we never really what? like like be being promiscuous. promiscuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but we never really Joseph or man ever consider or address that same issue for men. Like, is there an issue? So I guess my question to you to you guys is. Um, and this is from a video I was listening to with Adam mm-hmm. 22 and Preach, um, not Preach, Abba. Um, they were talking about this. So I guess my question for y'all is, do you think there are drawbacks to like being the promiscuous dude? And if there are, why don't you think that people really, really talk about them? Wait, can, can I ask a question first? Yeah. So like, are you talking about from like a Islamic perspective? or just No, general? no, no. I'm talking about like. That conversation, like the conversation I'm re- referencing, was completely like a religious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so okay. And I'm talking about, and, and so yeah, it's the yeah, phenomenon yeah. that I'm talking about as far as like us discussing women is like I'm purely speaking culturally. Like again, not really like from a religious. So does it have drawbacks for men to be pr- uh, sexually promiscuous? Well, I mean, yes, and none. <laughs> All right. Well, I can answer this one seriously. Uh, so I think, I mean, obviously, I think it, it goes without saying. You know, if you have a brain, there are going to be drawbacks and i think that the i guess physical and like mental are going to be pretty much the same but i think that where there's that difference is in the perception of it and i mean one that's fully based in society Mm -hmm. but i would say that i guess the cause of that is just the roles that i guess men and women like i guess openly or you know commonly play where you know the man goes out and I guess the man is the uh guess his bread breadwinner. No, no, no. Well Oh no 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 like, like chases, the pursuer. Chases. Exactly. Uh-huh. Where yeah. as the woman is like the gatekeeper, right? Mm-hmm. So using that, you know, I guess common form, right, then when a man is able to go out and, you know, I guess successfully pursue multiple women, then he's seen as someone who's able to go out and accomplish his task where yeah. A woman like who get past the blockade. Basically. Exactly. Uh-huh. And like be essentially, you know, be accepted by said gatekeeper. Because they're of a uh, particular value. Potentially. Sure. sure. Yeah. But then it- on the flip side, if there's a woman who if multiple men are approaching her and they're all getting accepted, then there becomes a, like a question of you know how good are your exactly. Like, criteria exactly like, but i think that's, and I th- that's so toxic <laughs> oh of course <laughs> but it's but. also like i'm also lost by it you know because it's like okay so i feel like okay so get, tell me if i'm wrong but what you're saying is like yeah like men we can't get this validation because it's like oh this is a hurdle we pass it mm-hmm. we feel good about ourselves let's do dudes. dudes are like dogs like do something, <laughs> I mean, like, you know. I think, all right, I mean, <laughs> right? Like, so, have you, have you? Right but there, there's right? a saying, okay, like men sleep with who they can and women sleep with who, who they, they want, want to, right? Yeah. And I mean, I think that that pretty perfectly sums up the, I guess, preset assumption, like that, the dynamic that you're t- exactly talking about. So, yeah. go ahead. I I think that it's kind of toxic because it's like we're both playing into, in that scenario, we're both playing to each other's faults. If a woman is meant to be this gatekeeper. Then it's in their interest to allow whoever she wants in the gate. And men have the interest of passing as many gates as possible. But if a woman's playing the game to her pleasure, then at one point men will stop being in and try spy her gate. Because they're like, hey, all these people beating this level in this game, 
this isn't a challenge. I don't feel special because men feel validated by doing something other men haven't done at some level. Mm-hmm. You know, like whether or not, no matter how liberal a guy is, I don't care. At one point, it's like 100? Whoa. 200? <laughs> like, come on. You're not going to feel good about yourself. So it's kind of, it's kind of a paradoxical, huh? Uh, that, I mean, you guys, what you guys are talking about is interesting. And I think you, I would say that question. that's like the causation, but I think that like at the end, there are harms to both. And I think it's like a net loss equate or a, like a, a zero sum game. Like it's going to be the exact same out, like outcome. It's simply just the social perception that is different in all honesty. Like I think there's some stat. It's like every, every like sexual partner that you have like above three, like decreases or rather increases your likelihood of getting a divorce by like 5% or something like interesting. that. Interesting. That's really interesting. interesting. Do you think it's the same for men and women though? That's not, I feel like men have this advantage. I feel like if we're playing the game of multiple lovers, men are winning that game. I think women are like at a disadvantage for one, like, cause of just misogyny, like sexism, societal standards, but also I just, no. Oh. I just, I just think you know, men are dogs. That's that's the game men men will win playing, mm-hmm. like, oh, like on a biological level. Yeah, I, I was just about to say. <laughs> Which wait, what? I was just about to say. I think we're, I think we're, I think we're straying a lot from uh from like my original my question. Bad. I that's my bad. I apologize. Um, which is just basically like, why aren't? I guess I guess this is my question. I didn't exactly phrase it this way, but this is like my actual question. Why aren't? the drawbacks of being a promiscuous man spoken about as much as a woman. And I think Khaled answered that a little bit with talking about like setting up the perception of that dynamic. Obviously there, I think there are issues with that dynamic, um, but that's like one, one like common answer. But even if, even if that is the case, even if we were to accept that like framework and that structure, that dynamic, that doesn't mean, that still doesn't mean that there aren't drawbacks for men. So how come those still aren't spoken about? I think maybe it's also like. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. It's yes. because being able to go out and, you know, beat as many levels as you want or whatever. That's not something that the majority of guys can do. I was just about to say that. That's so, not something that, you know, you're like t- to be able to go out and, you know, get any girl that you want right mm. you need to have i guess you got to be high value not to sound like every Red misogynistic Bull, podcast <laughs> right but like you either need to be really good looking very charismatic be rich bro let's be or real. Rich. that's what they want right and it's like, like it's got to be or funny do not sleep on funny <laughs> but or, or 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 some combination of of like, the three of those yeah, which yeah. funny not, and rich it's over <laughs> not every guy has I think that's cap because you ever seen like the really ugly guy, like he's loaded, but like you know he you know. That's a funny rich is over. Like you 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 you're macking. All right, I think we're straying again, but (laughs) like so no no, you so you're saying that you. I just think it's something that like not you know. No, basically not a lot of dudes even experience that. So yeah, so we're busy chasing it. There's not a lot of. That's I I think that's true. I I think that's true. I don't agree. You don't agree. Maybe I, I I agree that not a lot of men can get a lot can bag a lot of like 
top two. This is, this is going to be like, like subjective. This and is going to be like objectifying, but like nine and ten, for example. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't think a lot of men can do Three that. Triggers. <laughs> I don't think a lot of men can do that. But there are plenty of bum dudes, bro. Bum a word n words, bro. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> that <laughs> that that have multiple. Like have rotations. Can, can, can I say a point? Yes. I think maybe part of it is also, um, you know, a lot of drawbacks in life only come years later. Mm. You know, like, and if we're not looking out for them, we don't see them. Like, literally, it, it's something that might take a whole generation to see. But like, but, we might see a dude, right? If you see the guy who's like Mac and has a rotation, mm-hmm. whoever he wants, he basically have it, right? He might only see the drawbacks of the lifestyle. Like, he might start at like eighteen, do it until his thirty-eight. And see the drawbacks at like maybe around 40, mm-hmm. 45. Yeah. That takes a that's a generation. Yeah. And you know, people get lost but in look, their generation. But look, look, so. If that same person tells their son that this like, you know, maybe like let's say they're not Muslim. His like, indulge indulge <laughs> indulge in this a little bit, but don't go here with it because this is this gonna happen. That will make them more prepared for it. Will it? Yeah. In theory it should. In, yeah. <laughs> You asked the question, will it? And like in theory, it should. And I think, and I think it could. <laughs> but in theory, it should. But like, I feel like you know, we we've seen this example all the time, where the greatest example you can be for your kids, the the best thing you can do for your kids is be the example. Don't give them advice. Mm. You know, because at the end of the day, everything. I feel like, dude, like everything we do. Okay, but for, how does that apply? Like, what what are you gonna like? Well, here's the thing, right? Everything we do is an addiction mm-hmm. because we can like it becomes our or could our, be an addiction. our, yeah, our yeah. habit. Uh-huh. So you know, so. If you see your dad macking and that's his lifestyle and you got taught that, that's that's how some people just like like dudes, a lot of dudes deal with like trauma and pain by like having sex with a random woman. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna like like literally use this experience as like a drug. Okay. To avoid my problems. I'm gonna like So I think it's an addiction. I think that's one of the things <laughs> you, you can say. That like, like still didn't answer my question, but okay. No, because we talk about addiction and we talk about the 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 negative outcomes of addiction. Saying, but that's like saying, okay, bear with me, right? That's like saying, hey, yeah, uh, we know meth is bad. Why people keep doing that? Because to them, the pros that's are a horrible greater than the cons. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, no, 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 I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm just gonna cut you off there. There's there's no the, way. The pros like, are let, greater let, than the cons to them. Let how many? How many? <laughs> I'm offended by both y'all. Well, it's a bad example because we're not saying it's like, you know, well, some meth heads get, get seen as like, oh, they're just doing meth. And then some are like, you dirty meth bag or you dirty meth. Meth bag. Right? Like, also, like, it's just a bad, it's just a bad example. Anyways. Um. <laughs> oh, man. I hate both of y'all. <laughs> okay. So one of the points that, like, uh, Abba was yeah. Saying, what were they talking about? Because we, saying, we, like, we we got don't nothing. <laughs> we we can't figure it out. He was saying like people get like so like engrossed in this game, quote unquote, and they get so like that they start putting off things like work. They start putting off things like their family, and they basically like shrink shrink their world to the rotation that they have on their phone. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean. And 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 there and this is not like I don't I don't think that's very uncommon. Like, I think I don't, that, that sounds like an addiction to me. Like I don't think it is, but we yeah. don't. I get. This is what I'm saying. We don't talk about it. We don't say like okay, like. 
<laughs> like if someone has a history of alcoholism in their family, right? Not all the time, but sometimes <clears throat> people know about this. They tell their kids about this. They're like, you're prone to X, Y, Z. You might want to chill on this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that can be drawn back to, I mean, even some of our earlier talks about, you know, there's this kind of empty feeling that a lot of people like our generation experience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be caused by social media or, you know, not understanding their feelings or whatever like roadblocks they hit and physical you know intimacy is like a very good painkiller for Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. um and i i mean i think that's like a lot of times why we see you know some of these you know issues i guess more more prominent in you know i guess more of those you know hurt um yeah i guess like lower income or like essentially any i guess a demographic with you know some kind of trauma or or like some kind of setback where it's a it's a pretty great escape from you know what from whatever it may be and sometimes whether it be the culture your family upbringing that can also be glorified which can kind of add to i guess the toxicity of that situation i guess that still doesn't answer why we don't talk about it though yeah i mean i I guess there really is no good reason why we don't talk about it. We Basically, my point is we should talk about it. Yeah. And I think the reason why we don't is for men and for women. There has been, like, as far as, like, our societal interpretation of what sex is, there has been a gross, like, devaluation, if you will, mm-hmm. of oh, what 100%, it is, yeah. what it means. And I've had people who, like, aren't religious, aren't Muslim, say things to me, like, every time I've slept with another person, like, I leave a piece of myself with that person. Oof. Like I've heard, or like, like Oof. there's there's something there was something shared there that mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I don't have the same bandwidth to share with another. Like I don't have as much to share with the next person. I I don't know what the name of the study was, but I was I was hearing about a study something like once a woman sleeps with this one be like make so many people triggered <laughs> in general society. We don't have like a general society podcast though, but like I heard the study was like after a woman has sex with like more than three men. Her like, like she different. Like those first three. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that it said that verbatim in the white page. No, she, she different. She different. <laughs> yeah, no coming no, back. No, no. But it, but it was it was like like that like like her ability to make new connections and to be as attracted to a new lover, then no matter mm. like how good he is to her, like on a physical level. I have to check that study because it seems like it's perpetuating not- the exact problem that we're talking about right now because. Why is it just about women? Like, I feel Prob- like the exact same should go for men. Pro- probably it's so it's so misogynistic. They didn't even do a study on men. Like, yeah, we just, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, um, that that's a good point. I just want to say that's a good point. We don't be talking about that, bro. But you know, you know, what it reminds me of. It reminds me of this video online that Hussein shared with me. Um, it was this dude talking oh about is... rape culture, oh, no. and basically he was he was this man. He was, he was like an actor. But he was he was narrating this um he like, was narrating this hi- oh, hi- no. hypothetical situation. Hadathana <laughs> Rajul. What are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry. <it was> like, <laughs> am I Egyptian? You got me messed up, bro. I don't know who continue, you're talking continue, to. Continue. He was basically talking about like uh he was narrating like ah ha. Um, yeah, like when I was like in kindergarten or whatever, teacher, you know, uh, touched me and, you know, she was bad. And, you know, when I told my boys about it, they're like, damn, she's a dime piece. So I had to like it. Right. 
you know but basically he was uh painting this narrative of um like guys <laughs> are basically always expected to be these creatures who are just horny no matter what like you like like we can't have standards as well it, it's even like perpetuated to the extent of like woman nowadays like in like social media like like women be shaming men like i saw this tiktok this girl was like roasting the heck out of this guy that she was trying to hook up with because he couldn't perform mm-hmm. and like dude like this is going viral your friends certainly know this person i'm sure you know or like this guy like we just like again like going back to like men being vulnerable or whatever like we just act like this is okay behavior and it's mm-hmm. not or like this behavior that we're like basically we've brought ourselves down to levels of animals we just think oh sex is in front of you you're a guy you should just want to have sex yeah you should like whatever sex comes your way yeah and it's just not true like even as men i'll say as a guy we need to work on like how we respect the fact that men get raped like we don't take it seriously like men make rape jokes about like men being raped by men all the time like <laughs> don't drop or by soap. women yeah yeah or by women like he can't get raped by a woman exactly how would he like how how would you not like that it's like do you not understand sexual assault my guy i think going back full circle we talk, we talk about a lot of things tonight uh some things were probably cut out the editor editor cut, cut some things out but <laughs> i think that um we talked a lot about like masculinity and men and like a lot about like jobs and getting a life together i think the three of us hate to be arrogant but it's just facts we're ahead compared to other 22 year olds i see up and about a lot of guys don't know what they're doing how they're going to make their bread what they're doing with their lives and we're ahead in all those areas i want to ask you guys what advice would you give a young 22 year old guy or maybe like 18 year old guy or like our or like our 18 year old selves for example yeah something like that yeah how get you first? I like the eighteen-year-old self. Um, okay, hmm. that's a pretty loaded question, my man. It's just, just, but, one, just one, just one pointer. I mean, I would say, and I think I might have already said this earlier, actually, but the importance of just learning from an experience is so much more important than the actual outcome of that experience, and mm. being able to take something away. like an objective lesson Mm. from really any situation or interaction is going to pay dividends way past the result of that action or that situation dividends finance student alert (laughs) oh yeah also um take pre-calc in high school take pre-calc in high school (laughs) yeah that pre-calc was kicking kicking heggy's butt um hmm (laughs) saying it's a hard question like yeah you go uh me yeah I'm a, i was gonna i put myself last so i was thinking about it I still don't know, <laughs> but I, I like what Haggy was saying i'll also the point in a different way um now i'll say do as much as possible as fast as possible and pay attention to yourself and study yourself so like if you think to yourself something like you know what i don't know about college i want to take this risk and pursue like making music take the risk now give yourself some time and experiment immediately and see if you're cut off for it or not. Because the sooner you act upon that, the sooner you have data and you actually know if this is for you or not. Don't waste your time. Act, learn. And if you mess up, there's no messing up as long as you are learning from your experience. Instead of instead of just like sitting in that moment and acting like life is over. 
Yeah. Um, so I guess what I would say is that like advice for my 18 year old self is life is a marathon, mm. not a sprint. And so, f- and so you need to focus not so much, not so intensely on the goal, but focus on the process because that's where the growth is going to happen. Mm. You know, if you just got the thing, if you just got like, say like in a, in a, in a hypothetical world, whatever you wanted, you just got, you wouldn't get the necessary benefits from going through that process to get it that you would have otherwise, obviously. Like that seems so redundant what I just said. That didn't even need to be said, but like it's, I know like at 18, especially it was hard for me to kind of like conceptualize this. Um, but like, I think maybe an easy or something that makes it easier to kind of understand this and, and internalize it is if you kind of like section section out your goals. So like I have this long-term goal in a year, but like this is going to be my three-year benchmark. I mean, not my three-year, my three-month benchmark, mm-hmm. my six-month mm-hmm. benchmark. That's really good. My nine-month benchmark and then my 12-year. And then like you'll be able to track that progress and that itself will also give you the motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when you track out your progress, you have like said those like little milestones you can act. Then it's actually, I think like a realistic, like if, if something's not working out, you can change your plan versus mm-hmm. the person who sets up a goal and doesn't know what's happening because they only set the long-term goal and they start changing the plan in the middle and stuff. Yeah. You have no data to work with. I like what you're saying. Yeah. So that, that's my advice to my 18 year old self. Yeah. Yeah. Aggie, do you want to shout something out? First of all, shout out to Haggy. Being on the podcast, coming down to Pittsburgh. Hey, well, shout Let's out go. to y'all. Y'all made the drive today. Um, y'all got, got me on here, allowed me to talk. So shout out to Thoughtful Banter. Oh, yeah. Um, nothing really to shout out, but I might end with a quote. Yeah. Okay. I like that. All okay. Right. That might be a new thing we do because of Haggy. I like it. So there are two types of people in this world. Those who will tell you that. Wow. We're going to. Yeah, no, we can redo that. We can redo that. That's all good. (laughs) I'm going to end with a quote, right? There are two types of people who will tell you that you cannot make a difference in this world those who are afraid to try and those who are afraid to succeed. By Ray Goforth. What's the last one mean? Afraid to succeed. Of course. Uh, And glad to have you on. Like Matt, he said, thank you so much for joining us and talking. Right before we wrap up, just real quick, want to shout out the patrons again, and I, which I do off the top of my head, like Matthew. So if I forget any, you got let memory. me know. You got the um, shout out Ali, T Jam, Justin, Muhammad, and Jordan. Thank you guys so much for your support. I think that was all of them, right? Yeah, five. Haggy, you signed up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haggy too. Haggy, I'm playing. Yeah, that's all of them. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We went a little longer than usual and we got into some pretty interesting topics. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Um, <laughs> I don't know which topics are left thoughts the of this. in comments down below if you've made it this far. And we appreciate everyone watching. Please like, share, subscribe, spread the word. If you can't, if you can't um, help us out monetarily with your Patreon donations, which we would much appreciate and love, please just spread the word and make us the biggest Shia podcast on YouTube. Let's get it. Ah uh-huh. ha We out. Uh-huh. I'm in it out in the building.